0: The word of God is alive and powerful. I said, I didn't say that. The word says, the word of God is alive and is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, bone and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is exposed before his eyes and he is the one to whom we're accountable. So there's two things I want to say about the Word of God being alive, alive. And so one thing I want to say is we are as a church, we are inviting us to read the Word of God together. This uh, recently we're going through the Gospel of John, this week, we're going to be looking at the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John together, with a little bit each day. Uh, you can find that on Facebook, uh, on our and share page. We emailed out to everyone what we're doing on a daily basis. I'll get to that in just a minute. But uh, I want you to know, we want all of us to be reading the Word of God. Now, the sixth chapter is really fun because it's where Jesus... Feeds a multitudes, also where he walks in the water. And uh, fun to see the interaction. So we're asking you to read, observe, and share. Read, observe, and share. And so today, I'm going to ask all of us to be part of what we're going to talk about today. And uh, so everybody can read that. And that's so true. It says, uh, you worry too much, the wife says. It doesn't do any good. The guy says, well, just for me, 95% of the things I worry about never happen. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It really is. We're going to talk about worry today. And uh, I want to, uh, how Jesus addressed worry. And I want to do this together. So get your Bibles out, because I'm not going to give you a one, two, three points. I'm, we're going to study, we're going to exegete this together. So if you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles on the back back there. I'm asking all of you to join with me. I'm asking you to read the word, look at the words, make notes and be part of this. I don't want to just stand here and tell you all about, I want you to see with your own eyes what Jesus is saying about worry, the word of God, because it wouldn't matter. I could talk till now, till I'm blue in the face and you all know I I have an easy time doing that. But my words don't matter. What matters is the word of God and what God says. If God says it, then it's truth. I love, every morning I put on the armor of God in my heart and in my mind. I put on the belt of truth. The word of God is truth. The word of God is truth. The breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Armor of God begins and ends with the Word of God. It's all in it. So we're going to look at this scripture and we're going uh, through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Doug and Brad and I, and Brad, uh, loved what he said, this stuck with me. What's it going to (laughs) take? That's stuck with me all week. That's a great line. What's it going to take? What's it going to take for us to be people of the Word? What's it going to take for us to... Connect with God. What's it going to take for us to reach out and touch the lost? I don't know what's it going to take for us But I want to talk about this for a minute and we're we are going to go through this I don't have a one. It's not one two three point. I don't have that today I want to look at the Word of God and kind of walk through this together and So quite frankly, I've read this hundreds of times probably this portion of Scripture and we're gonna start with verse 25 now, now watch, and we're just going to kind of read through this. Verse 25, yes, that's in the NIV. Good, 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 good. So it says, therefore. Now I want you to just, we're going to come back to that word in a minute, but we're just going to read through the scripture, therefore, because we're starting there. Therefore, I want you to kind of note on that. Put a star in it, whatever you want to do. We're going to come back to that. I tell you, this is what Jesus is saying, don't worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear isn't life more important than food and the body more important than clothes look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they? who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life i really love that verse Because some of y'all are worrying about stuff right now. Some of you are worried. Some of us are worrying about things. Um, And that's a great question for us. Hey, we'll come back to that, too. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet, I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is where, which is here today and tomorrow is showing with fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little things, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear, what are we gonna do? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So again, I will tell you, I've read that so many times. I've read that scripture dozens of times and miss this every time. Here's what I missed. Go back to the word, therefore, first, verse, first word in verse 25, the word, therefore. How many of you are English majors? You know English? What, the word therefore, what is that? What kind of word is that? I can tell you, it's an adverb. It is there to tell you referring, it's talking about something previously stated, or referring to something previously stated. So watch this. When Jesus says, therefore, you gotta ask, therefore what what do you mean therefore so let's dig into this what he's saying is what I just talked about I just talked about this and this whole section incidentally is about where your treasure is I'll jump to the end already for you it's where your treasure is therefore and he goes on to talk about worry so I went back I just only I only went back to verse 24. So I want you to see this. This is this just is absolutely boggled my mind. Now, read through verse 24 with me, and we're going to talk about some words there. First of all, anytime you see a therefore, anytime you see a but God being rich in mercy. Well, anytime you see an injunction, an adverb, you've got to look what he just said. Sometimes we just get by that. I'm just hey i'm just i'm giving you bible study techniques right now you see a therefore see what he's talking about see what what's being said what's he trying to communicate to us because it's important so we're going to just jump back go as far as verse 24. i'm telling you that this is i've never seen this i'm so incredibly blown away by this therefore everybody say therefore therefore Verse 24, it says, no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and that's, I know in your NIV and up there it says money, that's an, that's an incomplete translation of the word there. And we're going to get to that in a minute. When it says money, that is incomplete. It's shallow, and we're going to, talk about what that word really is in just a minute. No one can serve. And literally, we're going to walk through this, and we're going to look at some words in the 24th verse of the sixth chapter. No one can serve. The word serve, listen, if you want to make little notes, the word serve there literally means to be a slave to. Anybody been a slave to anything, anyone but Jesus? It means, that word means, therefore, before he says that, no one can be a slave to. There's a lot of enslavement going on in our culture. Have you noticed that? In the last year or two, have you noticed how much enslavement's going on? People are are, are really enslaved to fear. Now, please understand me. I am not saying that I'm saying you should respect the guidelines of COVID 19, okay? Masks, uh, distancing. I do that. I try my best to practice those very things. But there are people walking in fear and living in fear, folks. And if you are enslaved, don't be a slave. The next thing he says, "No one can be a slave to two masters. That the master is who you obey. It's who you you walked with. It's who it's who you listen to. What voice are we listening to? Are we listening to God? One of the reasons in my heart I want us to read the word because I want us to know the truth because it's a truthful set of spring." Did you know? Think about this. Did you know that God knows more than you do? (laughs) Think about that. How many think, God, you do know more than I do, right? He does. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we forget that. You think he doesn't know what's going on here? But people are becoming slaves to the circumstance. Instead of being enslaved to God. It's good to be a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? Oh, I, I don't have time. There's a whole thing on bond servant this is just incredible. Now here, watch this. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. I love this. The word devoted there literally means to cling to, to cling to and not let go. Can I, sit, can I have the dog one there? Uh, the dog. So I had these two, yeah, I had the, when I was young, we had these two chihuahuas, Pat and Peggy. And they were really cool, you know. I know to some people they're annoying, but I really love them. They were really cool having around. And, but the one thing what happened is if I got my socks out and they were around. They'd go grab my sock, and I try to get my sock back. And I pull on it, and, they, you, you, and we're hey, we have tug of war. And I just wanted my sock. They're trying to take my sock. I said, Pat, no, let go, let go. You just held on like that. That's devotion. <laughs> it is. What he says you'll be devoted to one and despise him what jesus is saying you're either going to hang on with all you got to jesus or you're going to hang on with all you got to other things and we'll talk about the other things in a minute therefore again we remember we're getting to that word there in a minute no one can be a slave to two masters you're going to hang on with all you got to one and despise the other. And so, how do I say this? Because I know what happens to believers. Have you ever noticed in your own heart, and you would never say it, because, hey, we're Christians. Hey, I'm a pastor. I'm a man of God. But there's been times, folks, when I get disappointed that things didn't go my way. I get disappointed and I forget that God knows more than I do. Is that true for you? The word to be devoted there, as I said, means to hang on with all you got. And when we let circumstance dictate who we're going to embrace, who we are going to hang on to, When we let the circumstances of our life dictate that? We can start losing our edge. We start losing our love for the Lord. In fact, if you would be honest, sometimes we get really mad at God. Sometimes we get so mad at God that we go if you're not going to answer my prayer, I'm just going to go do this. I am talking about where you live and you know that's the truth. Maybe sometime during this pandemic or maybe sometime things happening in your life or sometimes things are going on that you desperately wanted, you wanted with all your heart and God didn't come through for you. You got a little tip and you said, fine, I'll go do this. Anybody ever, can anyone identify with that? Well, I identify with it. Been there, done that. We cling to things other than God. god is calling us to be devoted to him because you cannot be devoted you cannot cling to god and mammon the word there the last word where it says money is not accurately translated well money is part of it the word that write this down because it or put it in your head or put it in your listen the word there is mammon and i know in all the recent uh, translations, everybody puts money because none of us understands what mammon is. Now, I I know a little bit because I actually spent the last two weeks studying out on it and what it really means. So if you look in the King James, and I don't know what the New King James has. Uh, I know NASB. Uh, some of the earlier translations from a few years back used the word mammon, which is an accurate, accurate translation of the word used there. So what is mammon? Well, money's part of it. Mammon is earthly goods, property, riches, and actually mammon being devoted is mammon is a greedy of a, a greedy God demon God from the past. Mammon has to do with what we value more than we do God. That's what mammon is. That when you look at the whole context of that word, I know it talks about money, I know it talks about wealth, I know it, I studied it out, I understand. That word really means anything, listen to me, that you esteem adhere to other than God. So mammon, for all of us, could be different. What is it in your life that is offered to you that you embrace and you hold on to tenaciously other than God? Some people hold on to bitterness and anger and unforgiveness tenaciously. I'm talking about Christians. Some people hang on to their rights. I want my rights. Some people hold on to things they've done right or things they've done wrong in the past. What is it that you're devoted to to today? What are you devoted to? God is always there. always there, ready for us to devote our hearts and lives to Him completely. And the culture we live in requires us, folks, to consciously and with effort daily take up our cross and follow Him, humble ourselves, deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him. Therefore, because of that, Jesus says, do not worry. The, that word there is translated many different ways and different translations, but it actually means to have a distracting care. That's what that, the word there means. Therefore, do not have a distracting care. Take no thought. That's what King James says. Don't be consumed with distractions. Have any of you been distracted lately? Huh? Have any, have any of you, like me, been distracted with the news and with the political system? And, oh man, there's so much to be distracted with. Therefore, Don't be consumed with distraction, because if you do, what that does to you is it causes you to be devoted to those distractions. How many notice what I'm talking about? That's what Jesus is saying. The answer to not worrying is to be devoted to Jesus. That's what he's saying. And then he goes through all the ways. Oh, line upon line upon line about all that God's done as many times as I've seen God come through in my life time and time and time again yet still I have those times that I go oh God didn't come through for Oh God, I'm disappointed. In fact, I'm going to go do this, the exact thing I know you don't want me to do. Any of you ever experience that? The answer to worry. Some of you are worried. Some of you being distracted from devotion to God. Some of you, because you're trying to figure out your life, some of you are saying, hey, I am gonna do this myself. How's that working out for you? Jesus ends by saying, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be taken care of, given to you. Here's a word. Watch this word. What's the next word? Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You are God. Therefore, I'm going to trust in you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. I'm going to love you, Lord God, with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind, and all of my strength. Therefore, what is your there for today? What do you need to quit grabbing on and devoting yourself to and turn and devote yourself to God? And hey, maybe you're already doing that. Praise God. You can help some of the rest of us who have a difficult time. You are God. And I'm going to love you, therefore, with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind, and all of my strength. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.